Good morning. My name is Cody, and this is the City Daily for March 15th. So last week, on March 9th, Pastor Jim brought us the welcoming prayer by Father Thomas Keating. And as Mary Mroskowski says, to welcome and let go is one of the most radically loving, faith-filled gestures we can make in each moment of each day. It is an open-hearted embrace of all that is in ourselves and in the world. Father Thomas Keating says himself, Welcoming prayer is the practice that actively lets go of thoughts and feelings that support the false self-system. It embraces painful emotions experienced in the body rather than avoiding them or trying to suppress them. It does not embrace the suffering as such, but the presence of the Holy Spirit in the particular pain, whether physical, emotional, or mental. Thus, it is full acceptance of the content of the present moment in giving the experience over to the Holy Spirit. The false self system is gradually undermined and the true self is liberated. So Father Thomas Keating's welcoming prayer goes like this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it's for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control. I let go of my desire for affection, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person, or myself. I open to the love and presence of God and God's action within. Amen. So Father Thomas Keating, he was a Catholic monk, and he was born in 1923. And the first time I heard this welcoming prayer, I was immediately taken back to a poem by the poet Rumi called The Guest House. Rumi was born 700 years before Thomas Keating in 1207. He's a Persian poet and a Sufi mystic. And I believe that this poem is trying to speak the exact same thing as this welcoming prayer from somebody who did not follow the same expression of faith as Father Thomas Keating. And for me, that speaks to the true nature of the love of God, pouring himself out to all that seek, regardless of the language that is used to find him. For me in my life and my journey of spirituality, I have found that art and spirit have merged and have spoken to me time and time again about the cosmos bringing order to the chaos. And as Madeline Lee Engel says in her book, Walking on Water, if we fall into Satan's trap of assuming that other people are not Christians because they do not belong to our own particular brand of Christianity, no wonder we become incapable of understanding the works of art produced by so-called non-Christians 
whether they be atheist, Jews, Buddhist, or anything else outside of the frames of reference we have made into a closed door than an open door. A few paragraphs later, she says, God asked Adam to name all the animals, which was asking Adam to help in the creation of their wholeness. When we name each other, we are sharing in the joy and privilege of incarnation and all great works of art are icons of naming. When we look at a painting or hear a symphony or read a book and we feel more named, then for us, the work is a work of Christian art. But to look at a work of art and then to make a judgment to whether or not it is art and whether or not it is Christian is presumptuous. It is something we cannot know in any conclusive way. We can know only if it speaks within our own hearts and leads us to living more deeply with Christ in God. And this poem this work of art from this Sufi poet who lived many, many, many centuries before you and I names what we all live today in this human body as we experience existence through human eyes, human ears, human emotions. And I think through the naming, we can find a sense of peace. Let's take a deep breath. The guest house. This, being human, is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. So I think what the welcoming prayer and this poem both speak to hundreds and hundreds of years apart is that as humans, we will always experience thoughts and emotions and unpleasant experiences, but we have the unique ability to step back from those thoughts and emotions and experiences and sit further back than the false self and into the true self into the seat of Christ, the seat of consciousness, and experience them for what they are without letting them control us or become us. That each and every day, we can feel the feeling, we can hear the thought, but know that we are not the feeling and we are not the thought. We are just the listener. And both speak to the holy nature of these thoughts and emotions that they may provide questions to us that may open us up for something new that if we do not fear them 
but we accept them and welcome them, that we can learn from them, and that each of them may be a guide from beyond, the presence of God and God's actions within. So as we go about today, I pray that we remember that this, being human, is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Amen.